Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And coming up in about 20 minutes or so, we will have our lightning bets, where we will share a same-game parlay, a show's same-game parlay, for Monday Night Football between the Eagles and the Seahawks. But in the meantime, let's talk about Week 16 a little bit more. I've taken my painkiller during the break, and so now I can comfortably talk about Aaron Rodgers potentially coming back for the New York football Jets. They are laying three against the commanders. Should the Jets be three-point favorites against anybody, uh, especially with a total of 37 and a half, Joe? Yeah, I don't know what's happening here. What do we do? So before all the action started on Sunday morning, all the newsmakers were out there. Aaron Rodgers expected to be clear to play this week and then the jets get blanked and um they're eliminated from the playoffs so now what has this always been in only if they make or are alive for the playoffs situation i don't know about that with the ego involved and they'll play it off as saying well it you know it's more time actually on the field in this offense moment carry over momentum than next year more work with garrett wilson who we know is going to be there and Rogers out to prove, hey, I am going to be back next season. It's not just, um, it's not just me. And it, and there's going to be questions about retirement in the offseason. I guess there's motivation there, but at some point the parents have to step in and say, no, this is idiotic. But Rogers is running the organization. They let him do whatever he wants. He tells the GM mm-hmm. who's coming in. So I don't know. I'm I don't really care much about it, but. It is possible that that's what this line is saying, that that it is a real possibility, even though the Jets are eliminated, that he could be playing on Sunday. That, that I don't know. I can't get on board with that. They, stupid, it is so crazy. I'm speechless. You know? <laughs> I guess like he's going to get re-injured and be out all the next year. They have nothing to play that? for right now. Yeah. What if that happened? Well, I mean, it would be so Jets for that to happen. It, it would be, but here's the thinking. So this injury happened in what? Mid-September, it was week one, so September 12th, thereabouts, yeah. give or take. Sure. And so it's taken him, you know, if he does play and, you know, plays at a high level, it's taken him, what, three and a half months for him to come back and showcase to the world that he is – uh some biological mastermind or something if he does get injured again then you just reset the timeline for another three and a half months so he could be ready to go for week one of next season if his mentality is okay well it took me three and a half months to get ready i got hurt again so i'll only need another three and a half months and then i will be okay i suspect that's the mentality going forward to where okay Yes, the offensive line is terrible. It does need to be improved, all of that stuff. But I can showcase to the world that I'm still Aaron freaking Rodgers. And even if I go down again, well, that's not going to matter for next season because I am Aaron freaking Rodgers. Aaron, you're 40. (laughs) You're not going to come back like you did before. It's not the same anymore. We've got to handle things differently. But yeah, I understand. He won't look at it that way. Right part of the deal it's fine i guess one more injury uh, could be of, could be right that that's mm-hmm. what i'd be worried about if i'm the jets but maybe they need that maybe they should move on instead of dragging this out another season 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, speaking think. of, a couple of quick updates when it comes to uh, Monday Night Football. Uh, Ian Rappaport says uh, Geno Smith with that groin injury has an uphill battle to play. Uh, did remind us Jalen Hurts is sick, but it looks like he's trending toward playing. So if mm-hmm. this is the combination that it is Jalen Hurts against Drew Locke, how does that impact things? As I look at the uh, spread right now, it's still at three and a half per bet MGM with a total of 45. So things haven't changed very much. Maybe this is kind of anticipated. Uh, but still, yeah. though, as I perhaps revise how I look at this game, I just look at Drew Locke very differently when the Seahawks have him. I get it. Look, I I've I expect Hurts to play in this game. Mm-hmm. This guy is so tough. Him flying out there. Um, I know the market moved and they're reacting to this, not really sure what's gonna happen. And that makes sense. Take the take the points as a big home dog where they played well. Um, but yeah, I do expect him to play. I do. So mm-hmm. I, it doesn't change things too much for for the I think the more interesting uh, report is the Gino one because that is yeah. that changes it. That wouldn't you say Gino to lo- to Locke is a bigger downgrade than Hertz to Mariota, even Absolutely. though Hertz is is higher. Yeah, right. In terms of that discrepancy, what they need to get by, a hundred percent, I agree with that. Um, you know, it's kind of funny too uh, talking about Jalen Hurts being sick. Uh, if you were, say, like Jason Kelsey or that offensive line having to do the tush push, wouldn't you get a little germaphobic uh, if, say, the guy you're pushing or the uh, guy you're next to is sick? Like, wouldn't you be afraid that's going to be passed along to you? Like, am I the only one who thinks about such things? I don't think at this Playing point football. you're just trying to win. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they don't care about that at this point. Uh, by the way, already moved to three and a half, and I see some mm-hmm. trending four. So how high oh is this going to go? Right. Yeah. Six. Supplies last. Thing goes six? To six. Before getting in. It's Drew Locke. You're talking about one of the worst quarterbacks in Awful. football. We've seen how many other times, like what's the best performance this guy has ever had? I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I, like John Ewing did put out a stat about him being like a decent quarterback. Oh, let's see. John Ewing, uh, Drew Locke as an underdog is 12 and seven. So not the biggest sample size ever. 63% against the spread as an underdog. No insights on what those numbers were. We saw him kind of start hot against what San Francisco. And then that turned into a boat race. Like I just, I can't do it. Like, I, I don't know that I, I, I originally come in the week felt like it was a get right spot for the Eagles. Right. I just, I can't back. I don't know that I love that side. I just, I can't back Drew Locke again. I just, just can't do it. God, mm-hmm. like I was liking the over, but if one side's going to give me like max out at 10 points, I can't play the over. Right. Right. What do you do there? God, you're just terrible. Can, can the Eagles cover it by themselves though? Like, that's also a serious possibility where they just go nuts and score 42, 45, something like that. Like, there's a path to that. And maybe that's why I'm slightly comfortable betting the over because, like, the Seahawks defense has had a ton of injuries. Like, it it all started losing a chin to Osu, and it just got worse from there. I could see Philly bouncing back and going nuts, right? Yeah. No, I I get your point. But if, if that's the thinking, I'll just take the team total then on Philly. Sure. What is the team? That's total? a good idea. Was it in, uh, 
low 30s, it's be high low 20s. 20. Oh no, it can't be that high. No, right? it's got to be 23 and a half, something like that. Yeah. Oh god, yeah, I got to take the over there. Yeah, yeah I'll just do that. Good. Yeah. Okay. We're giving away one of our uh, legs for a same game parlay. It's nice. Uh, okay, let's uh, move on now to another one that stands out uh, for week 16. How about the Packers and the Panthers? Green Bay, four and a half point favorites on the road at Carolina with a total of 36 and a half. And it is really hard not to call the Packers fraudulent after letting Baker Mayfield literally do whatever he wanted to do yesterday. So I guess they're going to fire Joe Barry now. Are they finally going to do it? Oh, <laughs> please. I've been saying that trigger. stinks for a while. Let's do it. Yeah. You come to Lambeau and put up 34. How about that? It, and the Bucks were missing a ton of defensive starters too. Just mm-hmm. come on. What are you doing, guys? Yeah. Giants, and then at home, they lose to the Bucks. They thought they were live at 6-6 six and six after making their run, and then uh, this has happened. So they, they're going to wrap the season Carolina, Minnesota, Chicago. Um, yeah, like spot-wise, you know, Carolina wins a game, sloppy conditions against the stupid Falcons team. So you probably <laughs> want to bet against that, but four and a half. Um, yeah, I don't, man, I have a tough time laying four and a half with this team on the road. I really do. Mm-hmm. In Green Bay. Gosh, I want to say this where, is like, a bounce back spots. They were rolling for a while, but man, they do seem, the Packers seem like frauds now, right? I mean, the Panthers are dead. Like if you can't crush mm-hmm. the Panthers, who are you? You know, it's funny too, that it wasn't even Mike Evans going galactic no and that's why the packers lost that game it was chris godwin you know he was going nuts against cover three nine of 11 175 yards three touchdowns it's funny uh ed fang friend of the show friend of mine he made a really important point i didn't listen to it at the time and i should have but he made a really great point about why we should discount the packers and it's one of those things okay you look at defense statistics and then yeah green bay like they're okay in some spots but it matters a great deal who you've played, the quarterbacks you have gone up against when evaluating defenses in general. Green Bay faced Tommy DeVito and lost. Faced the Chiefs with tons of receiver drops. Faced the Lions with lucky takeaways. The Rams, but with Brett Rippon. This is something where if you have right. an, a competent quarterback, the Packers are going to struggle. And even though we may not like Carolina all that much, at least the ground game can be good in spurts. And that's enough for me to believe that this is more of a stay away unless they're key props I like. But if they don't have like their full complement of weapons offensively, the Packers do, well, you can't trust that defense, not even against Bryce Young and company. This feels like a stay away more than anything else, unless there's like one or two props I might want to pick apart, but it's ridiculous. Yep. Uh, Chuba Hubbard's been uh, the go-to guy of late, and he's done very well. How about sure? That was another thing from that game. I mean, we didn't talk about it much, but you know, as long as we're talking mm-hmm. about uh, Carolina here, it's just man with those conditions, it was set up. Like part of the handicap is okay. You you probably want to back the winning team, right? Uh, the running mm-hmm. team, rather. And you would think that that would be the Falcons. That was not the case yesterday. It was Carolina, yes, sir. And all, all, all Bryce Young had to do was not turn the ball over, and he didn't turn it over. So good job mm-hmm. out, out of him. And then, you know, Ritter with the, <laughs> terrib- the terrible interception. 
Bijan had seven carries in those conditions. <laughs> I know there was a fumble, but my God, what? It was like a consensus. This guy's going to be the offensive rookie of the year, and Arthur Smith doesn't want him on the field. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And I had never heard of Bijan being like a problem in the locker room or, you know, having some sort of, you know, negativity surrounding him. Like, as far as I could tell, everybody loved the guy. Like Everybody was just mm-hmm. fine with him. And I do wonder, like, when you're hearing about, like, you know, problem players or something like that, how much of that is just frustration knowing full well, hey, look, I came from a program where we had legitimate coaching and now I'm in this mess and I just can't buy into what you're selling. And so because of that, the coach, you know, takes it personally and, you know, limits carries or receptions or whatever it is. It's like there's bad blood brewing between your star offensive weapon and the head coach. That just can't happen. So who's easier, you know, which which person is easier to rid yourself of? It's going to be Arthur Smith. I don't know how he survives this season. He's out. Yeah. He's out. It's year three. Year three. Yeah. There's no, you're not making strides and Mm-mm. the offense is going to be his baby. And, and what have they done? I mean, no, get out of here. Also, no. Drake this London only stuff. having 24 yards made me mad as well. He had 172 <laughs> the week before that. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like <laughs> Carolina's defense knows how to contain that. Like that's, that's just brutal. Um, I know we've, I blame him. Yeah. What a bum. That's fair. He's like, they're not as bad as Carolina. Well, you sure? Let's do a check-in. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, speaking of the Falcons, guys, uh, they are two-point dogs at home against the Colts. Another team that we're just not keen on, but it's possible, as we mentioned before when talking about the AFC South, that Gardner Minshew may just be the healthiest quarterback and Indy wins the division by default in that regard. But, I mean... I still don't trust the Colts. I just can't do it. Like, is this another stay away game for me uh, between the Colts and Falcons? Indy is two point favorites on the road. What do you not trust? What, what, what's concerning with them? I mean, you look at Minshew's numbers, you you look at the rushing attack, like, you know, even you're going to back up running backs and they're still being successful. I, I just don't know if I'm still clutching onto my priors so much. So with them, that I just have nothing I can believe. You know, Michael Pittman, okay, good receiver, but do I trust everybody else? Like, I don't know how they're doing it. And if I don't have, like, something I can pin on them to say, okay, this is their process, then I'm just uncomfortable in general. Yeah, and Pittman got hurt on Saturday, too. Yeah, right. fair. The problem is they're just average. They're not good at anything on either side of the ball, but they're just ho-hum, and they're they're totally – mid and they're getting it done somehow when everyone else has been up and down i think i don't even know if pittsburgh's mid anymore for that colts offense with all the injuries they had to put up 30 on right. you that's embarrassing and and they had their studs oh that was mm-hmm. bad look. yeah yeah it really was this is back to daily presented by betmgm coming up next our lightning that's our favorite plays for tonight right here on the betql network